Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. As we've heard in the news yesterday, the sexual assault allegations against a former Calgary priest. We won't dive into that particular issue. I think that's been talked about for quite for the last day or so. But the question that does come up is what's being done by the Catholic Church to protect children from these abuses, which have been made very public in recent years. Whether you look at the movie Spotlight, which kind of put it back in the in the limelight after the the series of events in Boston and around Boston, which end up turning into North America. What's being done? That's a question that we pose to Bishop of the Diocese of Calgary, William McGratton. He joins us now. Uh, Bishop McGratton, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome, um, uh, Jason. And uh, yes, you've made a very good point. Um, These are uh, allegations that seem to have become more frequent. However, uh, we're also realizing that many of them are historic. That doesn't excuse them, and I think the Church is trying to recognize uh, the pain of those victims and survivors of abuse, but also that we ourselves uh, need to be held more accountable. And so we realize that, you know, the policies that we currently have in place need to be reviewed and to be strengthened. Um, There also needs to be awareness, I think, within our own Church and our parish communities, and really to uh, address what our Canadian Conference of Bishops also identified in the release of their new document on protecting minors that we need to focus first on the victims and not to allow silence uh, maybe to pervade and to allow the victims to speak and to be uh, heard so that we might help them in responding and healing to this abuse. So that's one particular way that I think the Church is trying to change uh, in terms of allowing the focus to be first on the victims. Um, The other things that uh, I can talk about as well is that uh, education and awareness uh, within our own clergy, I take every opportunity, as I did last week during our study days, to raise the topic, uh, to have a frank and honest discussion with them. And I would say I would need to do the same thing uh, in our parish communities when I'm present. And the opportunity provides that for me to take it to raise this issue and to make people more aware of it and what the Church is, is trying to do. Um, another thing that I can say to you is that uh, we are reviewing our files, our historical files, and making sure that uh, if we have not dealt with certain cases, that we need to um, maybe re-examine and to uh, allow our own research and maybe even those that might help us in terms of third-party review to make sure that we are justly handling such cases. So these are some of the strategies, I guess, that are uh, being uh, talked about and will be put in place uh, in the coming months. Do you feel, Bishop McGratton, that this starts from a, a local standpoint, or does this need to move up the chain and be more talked about from a national and international standpoint? I believe it does need to be both at the national and international. Uh, Pope Francis has called for a meeting of all of the uh, bishops in charge of their national uh, country conferences of bishops, and so that's going to take place early in February. Uh, he has also instituted a special review, uh, an executive committee in the United States to look at the situation of Cardinal McCarrick 
and also the Pennsylvania report. Mm-hmm. So I think at various levels, uh, and even our own Catholic Conference of Bishops in Canada, we uh, issued our update of our own uh, guidelines to help individual dioceses to re-examine what they have in place to make sure that we have the most current uh, guidelines and policies to protect uh, minors and to protect uh, everyone, really. How do you, I guess, open up that conversation in what has historically been sort of a a very quiet uh, environment when it comes to these kinds of allegations? Well, one of the things that we've done here in the Diocese of Calgary was, um, you know, to use a colloquial expression, we've uh, established a a hotline, um, a campaign uh, that's simply entitled, uh, If You Choose. And so if there are victims who have um, experienced this trauma, they're invited to call and be directly connected to an individual person from our Sexual Abuse Misconduct Committee, uh, Patricia Jones. And she has been uh, handling any of those particular inquiries. So I think the first thing is to break the silence, uh, to indicate to people that the church wants to listen and wants to be able to transform not only their lives, but our own understanding of how this abuse has affected the very nature of the church and and the, the ministry and, and the faith of our people. It, it's, it's horrendous, and it's created... Uh, indignation and shame among Catholics, uh, great pain in the lives of victims and survivors and their families. So it's something that's very pervasive, and so the only way to deal with it is to uh, to shed light on it and to seek the truth uh, that sets, I guess, not only the victims and survivors free, but the Church itself. So the first thing is to be able to talk about it and to invite people to sh- share that. How difficult is this to, from your standpoint in having, in, as you mentioned, these are historical files, but it still has a has a repercussion on the perception about the church. And you have jokes, I, I mentioned this last week when I was talking about uh, church in general, but you had jokes being made like Alex Trebek comparing Pennsylvania's government having the same popularity as the Catholic church. I mean, th- th- this is this is something that is, has been uh, kind of damaging, I guess, in the, in the stance of the, the, the church's perception or the perception of the church. Yes. Um, the credibility, uh, the trust that people would place, uh, not only in parishes and communities, but the very nature and purpose of the Church, uh, all of that becomes questioned when we see the weakness, uh, the sinfulness of the Church. And I would simply say that, yes, uh, we all carry that burden and cross in our own individual lives and, and the Church at different times in its history. And so I don't necessarily think that, you know, uh, I should be any different or any other bishop in the future. We will all have certain crosses and certain challenges that uh, we need to address head-on. And so I guess I can only make that with, a, my, you know, the conviction of my faith and, and the hope and the trust that God will continue to guide us and, as we deal with these issues. So but you have to accept that people might not see the church the way one does who has lived and and um, served the church as I have, and I still have to listen, as Pope Francis says. Um, if we don't, then we're not willing to, I, I think, be open and transparent and to allow the truth of our lives, our 
our love of our faith to be a, a way to bridge maybe some of those differences and perceptions of how Christians and Catholics should live. And this is a, a decisive moment. Like any of these moments, they're asking us or they're inviting us uh, to transform, to be purified. So it's happened in other centuries of the Church, and uh, I guess with that trust and confidence, um, you know, we're facing it now in this particular issue. Bishop McGrattan, you do you have a couple of extra minutes? Uh, I'd like to ask you a couple more questions here, but i got to take a quick uh, break for traffic. Do you mind? Sure. Yep. Awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, Bishop yep. McGrattan uh, here at the Diocese of Calgary. Uh, you are listening to Calgary Today here on 770 CHQR.